All right, can you hooligans hear me? All right, welcome everybody to the Wrestle Talk Podcast. It is Tuesday night, and it is that time again, and we are here with the Night Owl, Nightmare Jones, and Chris Rodell. What's up, everybody? La Familia. <laughs> Round of applause for Chris Rodell finding the best shirt in his closet. Yes. For today's show, yes, definitely dressed for the occasion. I think I still see mozzarella sauce on your Poss- shirt. There possibly, possibly, you know, it's going to be toasted ravies. That's yeah, toasted ravs. Yeah. Ah. You're you're lucky I put a shirt on. Oh, dude, it's summertime. Let it all hang, Dad. You know, as hot as it, as hot as it is in St. Louis right now, yeah, it's, it's miserable. We don't want to scare the guest away. Good point. <laughs> It's fair, fair, fair point, Joe. Well, guys, welcome to episode 356 of the Wrestle Talk podcast. JP, I do believe we have a new intro, so let's go ahead and hit that for the people. Good evening, wrestling fans, and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. For the next two hours, we will bring you the latest pro wrestling news, in depth analysis of all your favorite promotions from across the globe, and much, much more. We will also bring you exclusive interviews with the greatest professional wrestling personalities on the local, national, and international levels. If you want to follow the Wrestle Talk podcast, check us out online at www.wrestletalkpodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. And now, it's time for the reigning, defending, undisputed leader in pro wrestling podcast, the Wrestle Talk Podcast. <laughs> That's a louder pop than what Nikki Ash gets. Oh, oh here we go. Here oh, we go. here we go. Well, okay, we'll get, we'll get there. All right, folks, well. I'm going to actually start us off with a little bit of a curveball. Um, our boy, Rudy Gonzalez, you guys know him from the Texas Wrestling Academy. Yeah. Um, didn't necessarily break some news, but here's who I heard it from. So we have lost yet another pro wrestling legend. Hmm. Are you guys aware of whom? Have you guys heard the news? No. I'm, I'm assuming was you it have. The, was it the uh, guy from the Lucha Legend? Is that who you're talking about? It was. Okay. It was indeed. I can't think of his. Off the top so, of my head, I can't think of his name. Go I can't ahead. think of his name. Um, off top. I, I okay. got you. You know, I got the. <laughs> I got the info. So, this is via Rudy Gonzalez, El Presidente of. Um, Texas Wrestling Academy. You guys probably know him for uh, partnering with Shawn Michaels mm-hmm. early on and starting the Texas Wrestling Academy. Daniel Bryan, uh, Moonshine Mantel, and many others have come out of that uh, prestigious school. And I'll read his post directly off of his Facebook page from yesterday. It says, "I get out of the gym. I get. It, I'm sorry. I get out of the gym, and I learned another brother has been taken home. The job is done, and he's passed away." I had several matches with Porky as a partner against and on the same show. What a character. Rest in peace, my friend. Rest in peace, Porky. So 
Hoss, if we can, can we go ahead and hit that 10-bell salute in honor of Texas wrestling legend, Porky? Again, tip our cap to a uh, formal triple-A uh, wrestler and uh, a guy well-known in Texas as well, Porky. Uh, and I want to go ahead and throw out this disclaimer. We don't always claim to know everything about wrestling. There's just too much for mm-hmm. any one person to know everything. So maybe we didn't know Porky very well. Maybe we're just learning about him now. That doesn't mean we can't exactly. honor the guy. Is that fair? Exactly. What do you think, Riddell? That's Is that exactly fair? right. I mean... He's still part of the wrestling community, so it's I mean, about showing respect. respect. Like that's basically that's all it is. It's about showing respect. Even though we didn't know the guy, we knew that that he was a pretty big name, and that you know he influenced a lot of people. And so you know, we just wanted to show all respect. No doubt. And here's why I think it's important that we do this, even if we don't know these guys personally. Like maybe somebody will watch a show and go, "I've never heard of this." Porky character, and they'll go and do some research, and they'll find out about him because of the Ten Bell salute that we did. So I think that's kind of a, a cool and a legitimate reason to always make sure that we pay respects, right? Is that fair? Fair. fair? Agreed. Sweet. All right. Well, with that said, gentlemen, we have a hell of a show yes. for the fans this evening. Chris, you want to tell the folks... Who's going to be joining us on tonight's we got, show? Today, we got Mighty Micah is going to join us in the first hour. Mighty Micah. <laughs> and then Danny Moe is going to join us in the second hour. So strap in. Buckle up. Let's, let's Absolutely roll. strap in. Buckle up. Now, Joey, you weren't supposed to be here originally. You're able to be here today, bro. It's always great to have you back on yes. the show as a host. How the hell have you I've been? I've been good. I've been good, just just doing the the best that that I can, you know. Refereeing, getting ready for Celeb Fest two in October. It's gonna be okay. So that's what I wanted you to tease. So go ahead and tell people what might be happening in October. This is a big, big deal for the Wrestle Talk Podcast. In October, we already have a table set up for Celeb Fest two. So in some shape or form, the Wrestle Talk Podcast is going to be at Celeb Fest. There's going to be a ton of wrestlers there. I mean, I'm talking to if you're in the Baltimore area, this is the show to freaking go to. You, I'm talking about they're going to have Sting. They're going to have Darby Allen. They're going to have, uh, uh, oh, crap. Leader's going to be there. I mean, so many, so much awesome stuff. MCW is doing a live podcast as well as, a, a TV show, or not a TV show, but, but a wrestling show. And the best part is that hopefully the one and only, the Night Owl, will actually make his way to Baltimore to be at Celeb Fest 2. That's huge, Renee, man. Renee's got the guns out tonight, I see. Bang, bang, bang. <laughs> it's hot out there. 
Well, uh, I have some news of my own, and it's not actually good news. But before I do that, and I know we got to get into the sponsors, JP. I don't know if you want to start running those across the bottom, but um, I want to give a special shout out to my man. You guys probably know him as Jay Savage. Yeah. Um, most of us know him as John Harris. So he hooked me up with a bunch of Redcon One stuff. I bought some stuff. He put everybody's emails into a random list. And my email got chosen. He didn't even know it was me because it was my personal email address. Obviously, if I used the WrestleTalk one, he would have known right away. But uh, anyway, so I got $250 worth of vitamins, supplements, and this sick shirt right here. So I wanted to make sure I give a big shout-out to Redcon 1, that they're big supporters of professional wrestling. You guys might know Kenny Omega's got merch on there. A couple other guys, uh, Brian Cage has got merch on there. And uh, they actually help support athletes – through all demographics, basketball players, football players, uh, wrestlers. I think it's great. This came in the package. And I, again, just wanted to thank him for the opportunity. And I am kind of on a fitness wellness journey. Um, I've actually kind of topped out right now. Uh, was it two months ago? I weighed myself. I was 312. I weighed myself again yesterday at 309. So I'm working on going in the other direction. <coughs> so. Wish me luck, that's guys. That's uh, 312 pounds of pure muscle, right? Like, that's all muscle. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Especially around the breadbasket area, bro. I'm way, way, way over overdue for changes. But anyway, I don't want to make this all about me. I did want to go ahead and share one other thing, though. We do have the SummerSlam watch party happening the night of SummerSlam. I think that's August 21st at Kincaid at the Oak Park mm-hmm. Mall. Now, here's the unfortunate part. I will not be there. <gasps> Collective gas. That's, right. Well, that's, that happens to be my anniversary. Oh, well, okay. I guess, I guess, I guess that's no, a I, lot. Wives always <laughs> Rule number one. Rule number one. <laughs> the wives must go over. Number one. But um, Dewan will be there. Sunny Money Mayo will be there. Um, and you'll have a great atmosphere, great energy. We're still going to have a slice of pizza and a drink with your entry. We're still going to have the illest arcade in Kansas City with all the retro games, everything you guys grew up loving, Pac-Man, uh, Ninja Turtles, uh, Capcom vs. Marvel, uh, Frogger, the original Super Mario in the arcade, tons of pinball and of course we're gonna have SummerSlam up on the big screen so even though the night out will not be there the event is going to move forward and i encourage you guys to all make plans to be there so i wanted to share that news with you guys before we move forward cool sounds good awesome all right well who wants to help out with the sponsors because the last time i was here i absolutely killed it and i didn't even need the little ticker on the bottom. So who's going to do the honors? Uh, I will let one of y'all do the honor on that one. <laughs> do the answers are on the bottom of I your know, screen. Rodel, I know. Seriously. I know. <laughs> we got Painted Dreams Productions. They've helped us out so much. We've got Vance Bond and Ravens. They helped us out so much. I mean, all these, these Wrestle Talk mugs. I mean, I mean, I, I'm talking to see right there. The, the, the Wrestle Talk mugs, everything combat with, uh, He's gonna Pat Milicic. Pat Milicic, exactly. Jay Hollywood. King K, Jay Hollywood, Esports Boa, Kansas City, Interstate 70 Sports Media. Our boy Jeremy Carp. Shout out to the Maestro. He'll come pick you up anywhere. I, I've thought about calling them and seeing if they can pick me up and, and take me to Kansas City for the SummerSlam party. 
It might cost him. It might cost a little bit of money. Say that might be that might be a little expensive. <laughs> <laughs> Just a bit. <laughs> and of course, we cannot forget me for yesterday as well. So there you go. I think I did it good. I think I got them all. I know. Show, no that, show that. Show so, that mug uh, again. That mug is that mug's pretty sweet. Yeah. Oh, you want to yeah. see that one more time again, guys? It's twenty dollars. That's a sweet at- plus yeah. shipping, and with twenty, you actually get your name engraved on it, like mine. See, I says the night owl right there. So if you just want the mug by itself, it's fifteen plus shipping. I have one that that that's engraved, and 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 it says Snitch Dynamo Pro World Heavyweight Champion. <laughs> I know we have to have a drop for that. <laughs> JP, where are you at? Where are you at? Good lord! So real quick though, we do have um a. All, all, bro, on YouTube. It says I would like to make my debut on the Wrestle Talk podcast tonight. So, all, all, bro, on YouTube. Let's go ahead and get him a link, Hoss. If you don't mind, kind of looking him up on YouTube and see if we can send him a link. If he wants to come on and join us. As a matter of fact, any of y'all out there who want to come on and join us, let us know. We'll send you the link. Just make sure you bring the heat. If you're gonna come on here and be yawning and making us all go to sleep, we don't right. want you. I'm sorry, no disrespect. Yeah. Got to bring energy if you're gonna be. You gotta bring the Nikki Ash. Right. Bring the Nikki Ash energy. Or as Renee says, Nikki Trash. Nikki Trash energy. <laughs> all right. You know what? We skipped the most important part of the show, ladies and gentlemen. Like we do every single show, we're gonna ask you to respectfully remove your caps, place your hands over your hearts. Hoss, you ready for me? I'm ready. There we go. Place your hands over your hearts as we pay homage to the greatest country on God's green earth, and that's America, damn it. Now, every single time, every time, I really hope that he's actually going to be able to sing it right. And every time, it's brings a tear to my eye every single time. (sighs) Look at Rodell. He's like, every every time, time. every time it gets me, gets me. Just you know what I was wondering? I think we should have props for that little spot with uh, the Carl Lewis. I don't even know if they still sell these because, you know, America's going to hell in a handbasket. But if we can all find little American flags, I think we should all have one and, like, <laughs> wave it back and forth during that. <laughs> so if that's homework assignment. If you guys can go out and get one of those little Dollar Tree U.S. flags, the little ones, and we can all just kind of wave them around while we do that. Maybe we will encourage Carl Lewis to actually get it right there eventually. One of these times he's going to surprise us and get it right. One of these days. One of these days. Well, with all that said, folks, we got to go ahead and keep it moving here on episode 356. We got some music we're going to queue up. That's right. It's original music by the one and only DJ Money. Hoss, you know what to do, baby. Let's go ahead and get into tonight's edition of the Wrestle Talk Podcast High Spot Segment. My check, my check. Yeah. All right, all right. Wrestle Talk Podcast. DJ 
hottest topics right now. This past weekend, GCW put on a wrestling show. Now, if you don't know what GCW is, GCW is a wrestling promotion that is more of a deathmatch promotion. Matt Cardona, aka Zack Ryder, beat Nick Gage for the GCW Heavyweight Championship. What happened afterwards is what I wanted to talk about. After he won this title, I'm talking about the fans went ballistic. They were throwing beer bottles. They were throwing trash. They were throwing all kinds of things into the ring. And so, of course, Dave Metzl comes in and, and you know, he says how disrespectful that was. But then the second show that they had the, the next night was even worse because, you know, Dave Metzl <laughs> had him on his mouth. And GCW fans were like, well, we're going to show you. It was so bad that it almost ruined the show because of how bad that, that the fans were that night. They absolutely hate Matt Cardona. My question to, to each of you is, what do you think about the fans throwing things like bill bottles and, and even pizza cutters into the ring at Matt Cardona for winning the championship? Well, they're passionate. I mean, they they didn't want they don't they don't like Matt Cardona. I mean, but I guess it could have probably gotten kind of dangerous though, getting thrown stuff in the ring. Yeah, so. yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, he could have gotten hit in the back of the head. But you know, shout out to Matt Cardona for going out of his his you know usual wrestling to actually wrestle in a death match. I mean, would you against, think against, that you would see Zach Ryder in in a death match, Renee? Against Nick Gage. Against Nick Gage? See, people are mad because they can't fit certain guys into a box. And for a long time, they put Matt Ryder or, or Zach Ryder, Matt Cardona, into a box. And he completely shredded their box, had an absolutely amazing what? match with Nick Gage. And it was probably one of the best things that happened to Nick Gage leading into his recent appearance on AEW. So those GCW, I, I call them wannabe ECW fans, they should be thanking Cordona because if it wasn't for him, and I love Nick Gage just as much as the next guy, but nobody would even know who the hell the guy was if it wasn't for this whole buildup going into the GCW yeah, match. No one I know that the underground wrestling fans know who he is, and I'm not trying to be disrespectful to those of us who follow the underground but your standard basic wrestling fan who only watches AEW and WWE has no idea who Nate Gage is if a guy like Matt Cardona doesn't put him on the map. Now, not only do I have that perspective, I also want to give Matt Cardona credit because he is not only going into the Lions' den, he's also playing their game. Allow me to demonstrate Article A sent to me by the one and only Nightmare <laughs> Jones. You guys want to see this? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Nod would be helpful. Thank you. Thank you, gentlemen. Okay, here it is. What is it there? Can you guys no. see it? 
Yeah. Oh, great. Okay. John, can you add that to the screen, please? I think it's on the drop down there. Ah, there it is. Thank you so much. Joey, you want to read that for us? <laughs> <laughs> I've seen this. I've seen this. I okay. don't understand why GCW Wrestling Universe doesn't like me. I was just like you. I was a diehard wrestling fan, too. But then I also started going to the gym, having sex, and actually doing something to chase my dreams. <laughs> he was absolutely running with this whole hatred. And it's absolutely amazing. <laughs> Between him doing that and Roman talking about the uh, missionary position, right? wrestling this week was fantastic. Like dating back to Roman last Friday. Cut so. one of the best promos that, that I've seen him cut last week. Like it was so freaking awesome to to you know to see him be able to to cut the promos that that he can cut. Like everybody. Always said that he could never cut promos. Well, last week he kind of proved everybody wrong. Roman's had Ro- wrong. Roman's having a great run. This is this right? is probably this is probably his best run that he's had with promos mm-hmm. and and working with Paul and working with his cousin. Or yeah, just awesome. I just i i've been ha- i've been happy with the way Roman Roman uh, has been right? doing it. Absolutely, man. So. The other thing that I wanted to, to bring up, and this might actually be a little bit of a shock. Last week, you know, Nikki Cross, Nikki A.S.H. won the, the, the Wall Women's Heavyweight Championship. And I was all for it. And then Monday night happened, and they had her get beat by Charlotte. And I'm like, why would you do that? Like, that, that doesn't really make any sense. So I'm like, like I liked it at first, but... We all know that it's not going to last. We all know that at SummerSlam she's going to end up getting beat. So I don't know but, if she's just doing this for a publicity stunt or what it was, but we know that she's not going to win at SummerSlam. I got slammed by every single one of you guys <laughs> for my take. <laughs> it was a one sentence take. <laughs> It was a one, and the whole show last week was about how wrong the night out was. And it's so bold of Chris, uh, I should say, Big Sexy. You're the only one that doesn't have your nickname. I know, up I don't now. know why. But we, we, we got we to get you a new shirt and a new, and I got to get your nickname <laughs> up on the screen. <laughs> but anyway, and these are all I know. Please I don't know. be offended. Um, we did kind of rip into you last week, so I know you did, but I never got a chance to come on and defend myself. Okay, and I only said one sentence. That was it. So let me give you guys the abbreviated version of my take. I have no idea why people think that I am against Nikki. I'm not against Nikki. I'm a, I'm against the way that WWE positioned this angle and the way that she won the championship. Okay. When you talk about building a sympathetic character, it usually takes time. Someone who loses repeatedly, somebody who's been down in the dumps, somebody who really has to like kind of pick themselves up by the bootstraps, as they say. And then eventually, when that person gets over, there's no question as to whether or not that they deserved it. Okay. They only started this Nikki Ash gimmick about a month ago, maybe six weeks. And right off the jump, she was getting cornball wins against Charlotte and Rhea Ripley. 
It was like, if you can beat Nikki in under two minutes, then uh, then you win. And, and it was always gimmick matches, right? So I'm like, she kind of got fast-tracked. The character wasn't really resonating. And all they were banking on was on the feel-good aspect of the story, which they did a pretty good job of getting it over. But now that the veil has been removed, even Joe is admitting that it doesn't feel like it's something that's going to last. If they would have built it up properly and gave her that, like, you know, kind of like what they're doing with Baron Corbin. Yeah. Whatever ends up happening with Baron Corbin a month or two months from now is going to be a payoff for the stuff that he's doing right now. The not cutting his hair and the open shirt and asking people for money. Eventually, this angle will turn into something special. I think they fast-tracked the Sneaky Ash thing. And for me, that's why I didn't think that it was a good idea because it doesn't feel like it's something that's meant to last. And to Susie's point on our YouTube live stream, She's also convinced that Nikki's going to lose at SummerSlam. It may be to Becky Lynch. It may be to Charlotte Flair. It may be to Rhea Ripley. I don't know. But from my perspective, if you would have built this up properly, then you could have given her a decent title run. But it sounds to me that by the time SummerSlam ends on on August 21st, she's no longer going to be champion, and this character's going to be another Fandango. It's going to be another. Give me an example of characters that get hot and just get shooed away. Give me another one. You guys got another one? Uh, in the Hurricane? The Hurricane? The Hurricane, another one that was hot out the window. Uh, Rusev Day, that was hot for a little bit. Didn't matter. After a little while, that was done and over with. I just hate when they rush angles like this because if they would have taken their time, I think she would have earned the ability to have a long title reign. And be, But because it was so rushed and forced and kind of corny, to be honest. The fans are going to go very tired of it very soon. It was already happening on Monday on Monday Night Raw because I asked some of my friends that were in the building last night. I said, hey, man, I said, on TV, it sounds like she's getting huge pops. And they were like, yeah, she does. But there's still a section of the fans that are just not eating it. They're not buying it. They don't they don't like it. It feels corny. It feels rushed. And it doesn't feel like something that's going to have any staying power. That's my issue with Nikki Ash. Just like what they were doing with Roman when they were trying to force him on us as a babyface and it didn't work, and they finally realized we got to let this guy do what he's good at, and now you're seeing what you're seeing. That's my issue with Nikki. I, I love her as a wrestler. As a matter of fact, I loved her. Me and John talked about it. When she was with Sanity early on playing the crazy girl, I love that character, right? Mm-hmm. She wasn't sympathetic. She wasn't going to sell a ton of merch, but it felt authentic, this feels bad cornball out the box female John Cena bullshit. Dun, 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 dun. Like what Paul Heyman was doing on Monday uh, or Friday, or whatever. <laughs> that's what it feels like, bro. I'm sorry, and that's all I got to say about that. No shade on yeah. her. I'm finally getting my opportunity to say what I wanted to say about Nikki so that there's no misconceptions that I have an issue with her being champion. It's just for all yeah. those reasons, I just I can't seek my teeth into it, bro. Yeah, I, I just mean, can't. It's fly by it's, night. Well said. Well said on it's, YouTube. It's not. It's not for everybody. But I mean, it's it's it, it's you know. I guess I guess we'll see where it goes. I'm hoping that maybe they don't let her lose at at SummerSlam. But it just it kind of looks like they're positioning that because she's already lost to Charlotte, and I guess she's having a rematch this week on Monday. Yeah. So JP, I uh, uh, Hulk Haas, I I understand that you have your own high spots. Uh, story for us. Yeah, and I was actually talking with Joe a little bit about this before it started. Um, being he he's a referee, I wanted to get his take on it. So I'm actually glad he's here. Is 
the match last night between Drew McIntyre and Veer. The ring announcer <laughs> announced I know we're going with this. <laughs> that Drew McIntyre was the winner of the match by disqualification. The uh, the commentators mm. then came back and said Veer was the winner by disqualification. And, you know, it just was a total blunder as to who really was the winner. And then but if it, you look on WWE.com, they have Drew McIntyre listed as the winner. Now, my understanding of the way things normally work, of course, nothing's normal in the WWE, is simply it doesn't matter who introduces the weapon. It is who uses the weapon. And in this case, it would be Drew McIntyre kicked the chair into Veer. So Drew would be considered the one to use the weapon and should have been disqualified. But according mm-hmm. to WWE, that's not what happened. So so I have a question for you then, John. I, I have a question for you. You gave me all this crap about <laughs> when I got knocked out and I disqualified Bobby Page. Your words were what? That Viper brought the belt into the ring. That's what your words were. But Robbie did not intentionally hit you with it. Well, it doesn't matter. He still hit me with it. He got disqualified. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. like this debate. Real quick, uh, Big Sexy, shout out from Kevin Randall. He says, holy hell, Chris, it's been years. Uh, Yes, Kevin Kevin Gideon Morbid, I believe is what his wrestling name was. Uh, It's been a while since I've seen him, so he's... Oh, Gideon was a guest on the show just a couple weeks ago, man. Good dude. Awesome dude. Absolutely. Awesome personal. Well, awesome listen, personal guys, I have something too, to so. bring to the table, and this isn't um, something typical of what I like to bring up because you guys know I like the controversy and I like to stir shit. No, um, but I thought this was—I <laughs> thought this was really good, um, and it's AEW related. If you guys could give me just a second here, I'll pull it up. Is it so. No, this is not about CM Punk, and we're not talking about that crap. Until it's official, because I haven't seen anything <laughs> from AEW themselves right. telling me that it's official. Because let me tell you, once it is official, if it ever is official, we're going to be talking about that for weeks. So I'm trying to stave it off until it actually happens. If it happens. As a matter of fact, I want to hear from the Wrestle Talk family in the comment section. Do you guys think that we will ever see Phil, a.k.a. CM Punk, in an AEW ring? At this moment, yes or no, do you believe we'll see him? Not tomorrow, not next week, but ever. Will we see CM Punk in the AEW ring? We'll go ahead and take a little bit of a, of a poll and see what you guys think. But here's what I wanted to tell you guys about AEW. AEW sends us press release information. We really appreciate them. We have a good relationship with those folks. Shout out to Aaron and the, and the guys in the uh, AEW media department. But this was announced just yesterday. AEW donates $100,000 and announces initiatives to support Charlotte's Safe Alliance. Are any of you guys familiar with Safe Alliance? No. Off the top of my head, no. That's okay. No worries. Most I wasn't either until I read this story. So at Fight for the Fallen, there's a donation drive and a t-shirt benefit for the sake of Safe Alliance, which is supporting victims of domestic violence and sexual assault survivors. Oh, that's cool. 
So if you guys want to support the cause, go over to AEWFightForTheFallen.com. You have your opportunity to donate as well. But I really wanted to highlight this, and here is a small quote from one of the AEW rep- representatives. It says, Safe Alliance is thrilled to partner with AEW and their annual Fight for the Fallen. And they're, I'm so sorry. You guys still with yeah, me? Yeah, still with you. Oh, I think I lost the gang. Dang it. We're here. Hold on just a second, guys. You guys can probably still hear me. Okay. Are we there? Are we yeah. all there? Hello, hello? hello? Yeah, yes, we can hear you. You guys can hear me, can't yes. you? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I can't hear you though, unfortunately. Let me let me try to figure out what the hell's going on with my uh with my headphones here. My sincere apologies, gentlemen. You know, while Night Owl tries to... Okay, so let me finish reading this here. So, Safe Alliance is thrilled to partner with All Elite Wrestling in their annual Fight for the Falling event, said Tanil Alexander, director of Safe Alliance. I'm sorry, so this quote is from Safe Alliance, not from AEW. Domestic violence and sexual assault survivors have a fight, have a fight each day to heal from the trauma and abuse that they've endured. Without the support of the community, our work would not be possible. We appreciate AEW's generous gift and provide and thank them for providing hope to survivors in the greater Charlotte area. And then uh, AEW responds by saying, giving back to the community and helping make a difference in people's lives is an ongoing goal for AEW, especially with our annual fight for the Fallen event, which the name and the cause go together so well, says... Um, AEW CEO Tony Khan and general manager and head of creative. We're proud to share this donation with Safe Alliance. And through this initiative, we hope we can come together with fans to further Safe Alliance's important mission. So I'm going to get my audio sorted out, but I want to throw this out to the group. These sorts of feel-good stories are the ones that really matter, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Now, I know we just came off the Nikki ACH thing, and that's all fine and well. My thing is, do you think this sort of thing resonates with fans? Do you think fans understand, as critical as they are of WWE, New Japan, AEW, that they care about when things like this are done? Because I think that at the end of the day, you got to put your money where your mouth is, and AEW has done exactly that. What are your guys? I, I agree. I agree. They have to do. They they have to do these things because. Wrestling has got such bad stories attached to it all the time. You know, you only hear about wrestling when it's bad. You don't hear about these stories about them donating the money to the, the that safe alliance. You don't hear about the good, the make a wish stories that John Cena is famous for. You know, you only hear about if something bad happens, if there's someone's in trouble. So you they ha- they need to put out more of these things just to you know. With the reputation. I not agree more. Absolutely. 100% agree, Chris. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, like when they did that, when the WWE did that with uh, Connor, with the Connor, and uh, that, that, that's still, I see that video every once in a while and I still yep. watch it, you know? I still every time watch it. Yep. Yeah, and it's so awesome to think about, um, you know, the, the role that Daniel Bryan played in that whole thing. And the fact that he's apparently no longer with the company is just, it's mind-blowing, right. in my opinion. Well, and, well, well, oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. 
Go, go ahead. ahead, Joe. Go ahead, Joe. Go ahead, Joe. Yeah, there, there was only one other thing that I wanted to, to bring up before we bring up Mighty Mike, and that's MLW. I watched MLW's recent, uh, their, it was like uh, the, the Royal Rumble type type show. And who came out as the matchmaker of MLW? The promoter for Lucha Underground. Dario Cueto? Yes. I love that character. He is, he's not going by that name. I forget what name that he's going by. He's but, to, yeah. but he is the matchmaker for MLW. <laughs> W, which I didn't is, know that's badass. Exactly, and as Tekka Underground, I think that that's the name of the promotion he's working with as well. So yeah, I never wa- I never watched a whole lot of Lucha Underground, so um, uh, you would love it, Chris. And it's all on YouTube for free. I think all the seasons. Yeah, Lucha Underground was so awesome. Put it to you this way: they never did replays, and there was a show where it was uh, Johnny Mundo and Prince Puma who you know as John Morrison and Ricochet, mm-hmm. it was one match and it went the whole show. Awesome. So the whole show was one hour and it was absolutely incredible. Hmm. Uh, that's where um, I think everybody kind of discovered Penta. You know, Seto, yeah. Yes. He had that crazy match with Vampiro. Yes. I'm going to go back, I'm gonna have to go and, back and look at that, watch that kind of I, I I missed it when it came bro, on. You got to peep yeah. it. The production on Lucha Underground is like nothing you've ever seen in professional. It was like wrestling. a TV show. It was like legit, like a TV show. Hmm. Yeah. And I think they gave some of the bigger companies the inspiration and the confidence to be able to do those pre-recorded matches, like the Undertaker, AJ Styles, the cinematic yeah. matches is what they call them. Lucha Underground did it first. Am I right about that? Yes. Pretty sure, yes. right? Dope, dope. Well, on that note, guys, are you ready for our first featured guest of the evening? Let's Let's do this. Let's rock. All right, baby. Well, it's always an honor and a pleasure to welcome in new guests to the show, but it's particularly awesome when it's a guy that you personally, or a girl, like Danny Moe later on in the show, that we have personally seen work. (coughs) And I have seen this young man work, I think, from almost his very first match. I don't want to be a liar, but I think I might have seen his very first match He's a Kansas City native. He's repping the Chiefs. He's repping the Royals. And he's also one of the most likable guys in professional wrestling today. He is one half of Thumbs and Buns. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Wrestle Talk Podcast for the very first time, the one and only Mighty Micah. What up, what up? How are you? Uh, 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 what up, fam? Hey, sorry. I got to do this to my truck. Uh the connection in my house is kind of booty, so I'm I'm praying everything goes smooth here in the truck. Okay. Oh, good, bro. It looks That's pretty good. good so far, right? Yeah, it looks fine. We'll throw, throw my man onto the big screen, uh, Hoss, and let's get this thing rolling. <laughs> All righty. So, Micah, we know you're a busy dude, bro. Thank you for making time for us. Let me start off by saying that I'm not 100% sure if I was actually at your very first match. But I will say that I have seen your progression live and in person from the stuff you've done in Kansas to here in Kansas City, some of the stuff you've done in Missouri and Southern Illinois or whatever, bro. How are you feeling as far as your confidence compared to where you were when I first saw you when you first got started, bro? Because it seemed to me like it's gone through the roof. Yeah, I mean, when I started in 2018, you know, um, I just didn't really know a whole lot. You know, I knew the basics or whatever, but 
you know, I wasn't as, I don't know how to say it, like flashy, I guess, as I am now. Um, a lot has changed in the past, uh, was it three years now? Yeah, so I, I think you've been there since day one. Uh, I'm not sure if you were at that PWCS show, because that was my very first one. That was back in 2018. But I saw a great Javari. I think you were there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Shout I, out to I, him. I think you were there for most of them. Nice. Well, that's great to see, and I can see it. It comes across the screen every time I see you. I got a boatload of questions, but I don't want to be selfish, so I'm going to throw it to my co-host, and then we'll double back because I got a couple local things I want to ask you. Nightmare Jones, why don't you take it away uh, with Mighty Micah? So my first question is somebody that, that hasn't seen you know any of, of your matches, what is Thumbs and Buns? <laughs> Thumbs and Buns. <laughs> so... Uh, when Journey first started, I was normally a singles guy. And then mm -hmm. there came time where there was a scramble match, I want to say, for me and my tag partner and Thumbs and Bunch, Jay Fowler. We both picked up the victory, and we both went on that night to face Wyatt for the Gateway Heritage Championship. And ever since that night, we've been tagging. I mean, we got that chemistry. Things are rolling in Journey Pro, and that, that's especially this Friday, too. Awesome. Now, um, yeah. shout out to Jay Fowler, great talent. When I was looking at my my, oh, yeah. my information, you were trained at the NWL. Yeah, so late 2017, I want to say December, um, I was up there for three or four months until they shut down. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. yeah, I was training there Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday. You know, with guys like. Um, Moonshine Mantel, uh, back at NWL, his name was Maverick. Uh, Dak Draper, he helped train me. Um, Jake Durden went by J uh, Jack mm. Foster in NWL. And um, who am I missing? Oh, Hoodie Howlett, uh, also in NWL. But once they shut down, man, like, we had nowhere to train. So, uh, you know, just driving around to the – to the different towns, you know, get in the ring really helped me. And then along came Mike Seidel and Luke Lamley. I give them props to them all the time. They have definitely helped me a lot. They're a tag team a sometimes as well, right? <laughs> Do what? They're a tag team sometimes as well. The yes. Enlightenment. Yes. Great tag team. And you guys will probably see it. a lot of um, uh, Matt Seidel nowadays – or Mike, I'm sorry, on AEW. He's been tagging with his brother quite a bit, which is awesome. Uh, big, I'm a big Mike Sido oh, fan. Oh, I love uh, it. Yeah. He's, he's such he's such a laid back guy too. Just he doesn't he doesn't let th too many things bother him. So he's he's an awesome guy. So so I'm also a big huge Jeremy Wyatt fan. What's it like being in the ring with Jeremy? Man, the first time I got in the ring with him, like I I was hella nervous. Ain't gonna lie, you know, like he's one of the, <laughs> the greatest tier of the Midwest right now and still is. Uh, you know, it's always been an honor, you know, getting the ring with Wyatt. I've been in the ring with him maybe two, three times, but every single time I try to get the best out of it. Always, always, lear always learning because, I mean, I've I've announced for him during a tournament one time and, you know, he likes to walk around the ring and get in people's faces. And, you know, I think I think that time when he wrestled three times, he, he got into three different people's faces the whole the, each each, <laughs> each match. And it is awesome. I mean, his entrances took longer sometimes than his matches do. So <laughs> but no, why it's a good guy. I'm, I can't wait yep. to see him wrestle again. Love Wyatt. Cool. You're up, Chris. You got any questions? 
Uh, I just was some. What are some of your favorite opponents that you've had over the year, over the few years, besides Wyatt, obviously? <laughs> Man, um, <clears throat> let's see. Back in October of nineteen, uh, me and Fowler we wrestled the Regal Twins at Journey Pro. Mm. That, wow. that was one of my favorite oh, matches. Logan, uh, St- Logan, New, New Japan Pro Wrestling's Regal Twins. Oh, there's throw that I, out there for the boys. I didn't realize I, I didn't realize they were in Japan. Um, I did not. No, I, they're they're in the California New Japan oh, dojo, okay. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, gotcha. Nice. Yeah, I got the Regal Twins at the top there. Um, my boy Kenny Alfonso. Um, we we wrestled a couple times. Those always been bangers. And you know, if it wasn't for him, uh, I wouldn't be wrestling right now. Like he's the one that introduced me into wrestling. And believe it or not, back in 2012, so I've only been, you know, like watching wrestling for about nine years versus like everybody else, like in this area, they've been watching for a really long time. So I, I still feel like I'm fresh. Yeah. Out a lot. <laughs> Kenny, Kenny Alfonso is a good dude. Him and uh, him and Camaro can go as a tag team. I know Alpha, kinda, Omega. Uh, yeah. Love those guys. Yeah. <laughs> so Well, we'll throw well, it down to you, Hardcore Hoss. Oh, so you got anything for our boy, Mighty Micah? Now, here's what you might not know, Micah. So I'm here in Kansas City. Big Sexy Chris Rodell's in St. Louis. And Joe and John are actually in Virginia and West Virginia. So the Wrestle Talk podcast covers oh, wow. a big territory. That's why we, we still have local guys on here. But we, like Danny Moe, she's on the Eastern Panhandle Wrestling. Mm-hmm. You might have heard of her. She's doing real good for herself over there. But, yeah, bro, so we cover a wide spectrum here on the Wrestle Talk podcast, but we always bring it back home, bro. We always gotta bring it back to Mama's cooking right here in KC. You know how it goes. Yes, sir. Yeah. KC John, what do you got day. for a boy? Yeah, let's go. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> so, um, I've heard that you are ready for any challenge, and so what's the biggest challenge that you faced in wrestling? Man. That's a tough question. My biggest challenge, like opponent-wise, or just o- overall, what's the biggest challenge you've had to overcome in wrestling? Okay, man, that, that's a really tough question. I can't really think of any opponents, but this is kind of on a personal level. Um, you know, before the pandemic, I was super self-conscious about myself. Like my physique, the way my hair looked, like I was always, you know, scared people were like judging me, or whatever. And then, um, like wrestle, like having to wrestle with that kind of mindset really kind of messed with me. And then whenever uh, COVID struck, I got a new job that allowed me to, you know, shave my head and grow my beard out. So, uh, man, it's been a lot better. I mean, that's probably one of the biggest challenges. Uh, like on a personal level, uh, opponent-wise, I really can't think of anything. Like maybe, maybe Wyatt. Like the first time I wrestled him, uh, you know, it's because he's one of the best in the Midwest. Then, you know, when you told, hey, like you're gonna wrestle Wyatt, you know, the the nerves just flew right. Yeah, it just understandable. Yeah, I want to say Wyatt and. Um... I can't really think of anybody else at the top of my head. I mean, yeah. 
Definitely Wyatt. There you go. All right, now. Awesome. Well, I'll jump back in here if you guys don't mind. Awesome. So I'm going to hit you with a couple quick fire ones. You tell me what you think. Number one, have you ever had any dealings or experiences with another Midwest wrestling legend, a man known by Derek Stone? Yes. Um, after NWL closed, I got the opportunity to train with him a couple times. You know, he's always thrown out great knowledge. Shout out to Derek, too. Um, I haven't seen him a whole lot, though. Uh, I think he moved out of the Kansas City area. I'm not sure where he's at right now, but yeah, Derek's a great dude. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just glad I got the opportunity to try with him a couple times where he left Kansas City. Awesome, man. And I think you came in at a great time where guys like that were still kind of around and doing their thing. I know it's fewer and far in between now than it was maybe five years ago. So anytime I get a chance to ask about the legends of our area, man, I always try to bring them up. Next question. So you brought up Hoodie Howlett a little bit earlier. He's a good friend of the show, him and DJ um, from uh, Journey Pro. Shout out to them, by the way. We're going to have you plug the show big, big, big before the end of this interview. But um, at that show, Christian Rose versus Hoodie Howlett, for people who may not know, what can they expect out of a match like that? Because... I'm I'm not gonna be at the show, but I'm gonna watch the replay, and I'm I'm chomping at the bit for this match, bro. Why don't you put it into words as a as a professional how it feels to see two guys like that getting ready to go at it? It's gonna be match of the night, in, in my opinion. I think it's gonna be match All of the right. night, and then two words describe it: hard hitting. It's it's gonna <laughs> they're they're gonna they're gonna go at it, man. I, I'm excited. I can't wait. Rose and Hoodie, like they're they're both really good in the ring, dude. And the intensity from those two guys, I remember Christian Rose versus Shotzi Blackheart, and how much heat he was getting over at Kansas Hall, bro. You were there, I was there. It was intense. You know, your boys always sit in front and center. I couldn't miss it, man. Christian Rose just brings a whole nother level of intensity to the game, and. I mean, what can I say? Hoodie Hallett is exactly the same. Uh, next question for you. As a worker, I'm sure you're always working on your craft, but it's got to be a little bit challenging to fit watching wrestling into your schedule with work and training and all that. What do you watch? What kind of wrestling do you personally enjoy watching these days? Man, I like to watch the technical matches, and I like to watch the high spot matches. Um, I necessarily really don't turn, tune into, you know, like, WWE, AEW, SmackDown, NXT, a whole lot anymore, or as much as I should. Okay. You know, like I love wrestling, like I need to like catch up and watch these things. But whenever I want to watch wrestling, I like to, you know, go on YouTube and search whoever I want. So like one day it'll be like Kurt Angle I want to watch, or the next day it'll be like Mysterio, or the next day, you know, so on and so forth. Just different types of wrestling. But, um, for the most part, it's whatever I really want to watch and for moves and stuff. So, so it's more of a like a, you're you're honing your craft when you watch wrestling versus just watching it for entertainment's sake is what I'm understanding. Is that fair? Cool. All right. So, next question, and you probably won't ever get this question from anyone else, just because you know your boys here at the Wrestle Talk Podcast. We like to do our research. You're one of the few wrestlers in history. That has actually that has wrestled actually, a dog. 
wrestled a dog, a yellow dog, to be specific. Can you tell us what it was like to face yellow dog? You said Lord, your audio was cutting in and out. I think it might be my part. No, it's all good. You faced yellow dog. One of the few wrestlers that can say they faced a dog before. Kind of a cool gimmick. You know it. I love it. How was it facing yellow dog, bro? Because, again, you're one of the few wrestlers that's ever wrestled a dog. So tell us about it. It was It was definitely interesting. It was definitely different. <laughs> but I think it worked well because, you know, got the superhero versus the yellow dog. You know, two, like, characters get in the ring. And, you know, I, I think we worked well together. We got the characters uh, going and stuff. So, yeah, it, it was a lot of fun, but it was definitely different from, you know, your average match. <laughs> no doubt. Now, for those of you guys that are not familiar with Mighty Micah's work, he does play kind of a superhero, and he always comes out with a thumbs up. John, do me a favor and throw that picture up on the screen so that people can get an idea of what I'm talking about here. I'm going to share a picture. You're going to like this, Micah. I'm uh, going to get this thing thrown up real quick. Hang on, because that is. Let me know if you see it. Ah, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> that oh, is man. a great picture, bro. <laughs> Tell us about the thumb and the cape and all that, bro, because I think it's a great, great gimmick that you run. It's it's really entertaining. So outside of wrestling, I'm a big nerd for superheroes, um, especially Thor. Thor's my favorite superhero of all time. And uh, actually that big giant... Fat thumb, Thor or skinny Thor? Question, question. Fat Thor or skinny Thor? <laughs> you got a bunch of fat guys here. You better say Fat Thor, bro. <laughs> hey, I'm fluffy. Uh, okay. <laughs> Joe, yeah, Nightmare said he's not fat. He's fluffy. <laughs> <laughs> fluffy. But, Jesus. Um, yeah. Hey, Carefully. So, I think that's copyrighted. <laughs> <laughs> it might be. It might be. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So, you know, like outside wrestling, I'm a big, huge fan and I'm a nerd for superheroes. And, you know, I'm, I was thinking of like what I wanted to do in wrestling. I thought, you know, being a superhero and I'm like being a fan of it, it, I think it worked out really well. So at first, you know, it was just kind of a crappy white cape and, you know, uh, the star gear on my shorts. And um, I actually found that thumb at a Halloween store back in 2019 for like 10 bucks. I thought, this is perfect. This is what I need. And ever since then, I've come out to every single match. Um, I don't know. I think I play off the superhero character really well. Um, I could definitely improve. But, you know, like me being a fan of superheroes and translating into wrestling just makes it 10 times more I, I gotta say, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. It does. You gotta take what you Absolutely. like in wrestling. You gotta, you gotta play. You, they say the wrestlers are just a bigger character, an overinflated, like uh, bigger off. character for themselves. So, yeah, absolutely. Now, Mike, a question: oh, yeah, Where did you sure. get the idea for the big ass thumb? 
Because I think that's one of the cooler elements of it. Man, um, I'm trying to think. It might have been at training one day, you know, we'd have classes for, like, character characters and promos. And I think I just happened to stumble upon, you know, holding up different I, – I was always trying different stuff, like uh, – before I wanted to do like the superhero gimmick, I kind of just want to be just like you know a wrestler. I didn't really have a character, just come right. out and wrestle. But um, I think we were supposed to ride a training one day, and we got the thumb, and and I just worked with it. And ever since then, you know, it stuck with me for the past three years. Nice. It works, bro. And you're gonna sell a lot of merch with that shit, bro. Keep it up. And, and oh, I, I will tell a quick story here, and I'm sure Michael will remember. So very, very early in Micah's career, your boy was still crazy enough to try to do the promoter gimmick. We had a couple successful shows. I'll pat myself on the back a little bit. But Micah was going to come and work with a guy known as SK Bishop. <laughs> and he was still working on the <laughs> – I know you remember this, dog, the chat and all that. So we were, we were talking about how to make it work, and Micah was like, well, I'm kind of thinking about doing this and – and I, and I was like, all right, bro. So if you're not sure, I said, why don't we just kind of like like team you and Bishop and then like like call you something else, but like it would tie in with Bishop's name. And you're like, sure, no, whatever, you know, no big deal. I'm so glad you didn't listen to me, bro. <laughs> I'm so glad you stuck with Mighty Mike. I forgot we we're going to call you something Bishop. Like he was SK Bishop. You were going to be like MM Bishop. I don't know. But you stuck to your guns. And it's working, man. And like I said, you're going to sell a yeah, ton of merch just with the big-ass thumb. And, and the superhero stuff gets over. And and I guess that leads me to my, my second-to-last question. you seeing what's happening or maybe hearing about it. WWE's got Nikki Cross dressed up as a superhero, and they're calling her Nikki Ash. Nikki, almost superhero. Um, have you seen any of that? And are you digging it? I'm curious. Because we are having a big debate about that earlier in the show. I've seen a few clips from it. Uh, what was it? Money in the Bank we were watching. I think it was the perfect uh, way to finish the match. You know, almost a superhero climbing up and grabbing the briefcase and the next night cashing it in. Um, it's definitely different from the different characters you see in WWE because, I don't know, in my it opinion, is. you don't really see a whole lot of characters anymore in WWE. Like, like you got your established characters. But, you know, I don't know, I don't know how to put it. Like, No, I know what you're saying. Characters that are, like, bright and stand out and that are truly a character, not just somebody's personality turned up on 100. And, and I get what Chris was saying, but there's a difference between someone's personality being turned up on 100 and a an exclusive brand-new character, which is, like, what you bring to the table. Oh, yeah, for sure. And then, is that, is that uh, fair? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, it's definitely different. Um, I'm definitely digging it. I'm, I'm excited to see what they do here at SummerSlam with her, Charlotte, and Rhea Ripley. But, but yeah, I, I, I'm digging it right now. I'm digging it. Good, good stuff, man. Good stuff. All right, so I want to lead into my last question here. Uh, shout out to Vinny checking us out from Kansas City, Kansas. Ah, ah, ah. you know the vibes. So we talked about SK Bishop. 
and I'm going to bring him up one more time for this reason. This is a very important reason. This Friday, 78 weeks later, Thumbs and Buns possibly facing up against their biggest challenge today, and that is the premiere. Campbell Myers, SK Bishop are two mean SOBs. You're very familiar with them both. Can you and Jay Fowler kind of put the fun stuff to the side for a second and get serious because these are two very serious competitors. I'm wondering about your mindset going into this match. My mindset, I'm, I'm... Uh-oh. His mindset is so hard right now <laughs> that he's taken off to go train for the match is what it looks like. <laughs> We'll see if we can get him back on. Obviously, the connection was spotty throughout the whole interview, guys. We apologize. We can only do what we can do on our end. But uh, you guys digging Mike? Yeah. 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 I from this young character, right? I mean, he's a he's a freaking character and a half. I love him. He's going to sell a ton of them big-ass thumbs-up deals. I'm telling <laughs> you. Kid's going to be rich before no time. And, yeah, if you can find yeah, – just put that thumb on a shirt. I mean – He's got it. I believe we have him back. Yes. I put put my man on the big screen, though. Let, let's wrap this up properly. Mike is back. Yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you had an extra minute to think, dog. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You had an extra minute to think. How you feeling going into this match against a couple of guys that they know you, you know them, and this is a big stage, man. Tell us. Yeah, sharing the ring with SK Bishop and Campbell Myers, you know, um, we're, we're here together in Kansas City. You know, we, we travel together. Uh, we train and stuff. Uh, um, I know their stuff. They know my stuff. Um, I'm excited. I'm, I'm really excited for this match. And for, you know, like the gimmicky stuff-wise, I, I I guess you have to see. I guess you have to see on Friday. Ah, I like it. A little tease, <laughs> a little bit of a tease. My man's working it. I like it. <laughs> Good shit. Well, listen, man. I think it's important to remind everybody that whenever we do these interviews, there's always an objective. Obviously, we want to get to know uh, Mighty Micah. We want you guys, the Wrestle Talk family, to get to know Mighty Micah. But really, what this is about is about uplifting the sport that we all love. That's why we're all here. OK, so at Blip Roasters, this is 1701 Woods Weather Road in Kansas City, Missouri. There's going to be a show like none other. Journey Pro is back, ladies and gentlemen, live in your face. Professional wrestling is back Friday, July 30th, 78 weeks later. Go to journeyprokc.com to get your tickets. Mighty Micah, you got one last opportunity to say whatever you got to say to the people to make sure that they buy, you know, the, the IW subscription to make sure they can watch the show. Cause we know the show itself is sold out. Your boy tried to get a, sh a ticket last minute. And I was told, no, nah, night out, you waited too damn long. So you can watch it after the fact. Oh. And, and I'm me, I'm supposed to get in, <laughs> but these guys were like, no, nah, we want to respect that. the rules. Well, what you say? I'm gonna watch it on the independentwrestling.tv. I don't know what you. And I'm gonna I'm go ahead and need your password, bro, because I'm gonna watch. No, I'm just playing. I'll get my own. <laughs> Listen, 
Tell the people what you need them to know about this event, bro. It's obviously already sold out. We're not trying to sell tickets here, but this is an event. This is a, a effing show. This is an event. 78 weeks later, there hasn't been professional wrestling live in Kansas City in 78 weeks. You're one of the guys lucky enough to be at this show. Tell the people why they should make sure that they watch the replay and grab their tickets to the next one as soon as they can. The floor is yours. So before we were catching some steam, you know, we were on fire and then COVID happened and it shut down. So let me tell you this, 78 weeks later, this Friday, the crowd is going to be electric. It's going to be fun. All the matches are going to be great. And I promise you, for anyone watching this right now, if you don't tune in this Friday, live on Twitch, 70, 78 weeks later for Journey Pro, you'll regret it. I promise. I promise you will regret it. It's definitely a show you guys do not want to miss. That's right. And I'm going to take it one step further. Hoss, get that shots fired drop for me. If you're not peeping out Journey Pro from wherever the hell you are, I got to say, you're not actually really a true wrestling fan, and you're not really true member of the WrestleTalk family, and that is some damn shots fired. Shots <laughs> fired! Shots fired! <laughs> <laughs> Micah, I hope you dig the energy, man. We're just a bunch of old dudes, bald, fat old dudes that love professional wrestling, man. We're trying to do our part. We're not in-ring competitors, even though my man is a referee, and I'm a commentator, and Rodell's a ring announcer, and John helps us run the podcast. We love it just like you, man. So go out there, kill it, do it for the fans, do it for your family, man, and be safe most importantly. All right, bro? All the best to you at 78 Sweets Later this Friday for Journey Pro Wrestling. Yeah, man, thanks for having me. This was really fun. All right, Micah. <laughs> All right, bro. You have a good night. We'll catch you on the next one. All right. Dude dude seems like he's a good dude. I mean, that was mighty Micah. Wow. Awesome. Dude, Joey, I'm going to ask you a question yeah. before we go to break here. Whenever you get a chance to learn about a guy that you've never seen wrestle, because you admitted it, you're like, bro, I've never seen your match. Yeah. Like, I, We're not going to lie about it, right? Right. Does that inspire you to go and like follow them and like watch a little bit of their oh, stuff sure. and become a supporter? Because I've seen you actually buy merch from guys that have come on the show that you've never heard of. Yeah, I, I mean that's that's real uh, shit right there. Well, we were uh, well, I was doing my uh, info uh, on Micah. I found his Twitter and I followed him on Twitter. So Nightmare Jones is following Mighty Micah on on Twitter and. Uh, Probably tonight after the show, I'm probably going to end up following uh, Danny Moe and probably Facade. So, it's gonna... yeah, yeah. Well, I did the exact same thing. My, what about you, Rodel? Micah seems like a good dude. Seems like he's a positive dude, good energy, like someone that someone that you definitely want to have around. Maybe have a beer with or two. <laughs> right. Damn right. Preferably out of a Wrestle Talk podcast, which has been proven to make your drink exactly. taste seventeen point five percent scientifically. Proven. Exactly. John, how you feeling, man? Good first hour, or what? Oh yes, definitely good first hour. Um, and and like I say, it it does. Uh, there's been a lot of people that we've had here on the show that uh, you know I didn't know who they were before they came on the show, 
Um, but through doing the research and then listening to them and everything that I have gone back and followed them afterwards, mm-hmm. um, which, which unfortunately is one place we dropped the ball tonight is we did not get him to give his social media before he left. Ah, see, but that's where you're wrong. Cause we shared the picture with the thumbs up. And his social media was right there, so we did get it. Get uh-huh. But I do have a uh, <laughs> shoot and shout tonight. No, whoa, whoa. Okay, you, I was gonna lead into it, but okay, Joe. I mean, you, you can do it yeah. if you want. I, I I do have a shoot and shout tonight. So, John, could you please play the shoot and shout music? Here we go. <laughs> well, Renee hasn't sent me the other music yet, so uh... let's. What's the other music? Oh, that's right. I know which one. Let's do this. All right. So this has nothing to do with professional wrestling. Every single Sunday when I go into work, I am bombarded with question after question after question after question as to why they cannot buy beer until 1 o'clock on Sundays. It is a state law that you cannot buy alcohol in Virginia or West Virginia until 1 o'clock on Sundays, and you would think that people would know this, but no, they don't know this, and they ask me this, and then they get mad at me because I can't sell them alcohol. Do you understand how bad it was on July 4th? That was a Sunday that they could not buy alcohol until 1 o'clock in the afternoon? Do you understand how many people Virginia, Joe. Holy shit! <laughs> wow, uh, Rodell. Good luck wow. following that. Wow. What do you got for I us, mean, man? Can we get? Can you can you calm down on the passion a little bit? I mean, does it really bother you that bad that they can't that they keep coming in and you can't buy alcohol? Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is the shoot and shout segment, yes. so he's he's being paid to be uh, over the top. I don't really have that much this week that's really made me angry. So, I mean. I mean, I still, still the same as everything. Let's just be nicer to each other. Every no one's no one's really nice. I'm finding it hard to on Twitter to people being nice to each other. I don't That's know. That's the wrong place to go to find people being nice <laughs> to each other. I know. I'm finding that <laughs> out. Twitter's not the, good. The, the whole thing that Renee got in, into it with the who was that that wrestler David? Uh... Oh, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, David's stars yeah. fans are worse oh, than like Beyonce's beehive. Like Beyonce's got some pretty intense fans, but yeah, the David Star fans try to cancel me. I'm like, do y'all know where I'm from? Y'all know where I was born? Y'all can't cancel me, dude. I started from the bottom of the bottom. I'm like, there's you can't you can't cancel me, bro. You can't no. do it. John, what's your shooting shout for tonight? Uh my shooting shout, I guess, is. You know, why does everybody 
or a lot of people anyway, why do they have to put stuff out there to make themselves look good and try to cut other people out of it or make them look bad in it? Because that's you know, just the way it's very general. You got to give us something here. Yeah. Just, uh, well. Well, I mean, just like when a group when a group of people do something, and then one, and then next thing you know, it's I did this with this person, and that one person's left out of it. You know, you, you don't have to try to leave them out or make them look bad because they said that they were there and they did that; they were part of it too. So, Pe- people are just shitty. Yeah, your, I think that's what Chris's point was earlier too. If you're going to put it out there, put your facts right. People, people are just shitty in this world nowadays. I just, you know, we're desensitized to each other's feelings. Yes, it's quite sad. It's quite sad. Well, my shoot and shout is pretty simple tonight. It's about Chris Rodell's shirt. No, no I'm just playing. <laughs> that ain't it. That ain't it. <laughs> uh, bro. <laughs> Hey, I, I know you haven't hosted with me a lot, bro. That's my shtick. <laughs> I'm just playing, man. Just trying to make you guys I miss, laugh. I, 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 so, I don't get to host with Renee. The last several times I've hosted, it was with Jeremy. So, Well, you, you clearly dressed for the occasion. I, I try. I appreciate it. My man rolled out of bed and put the headphones on like, Wrestle Talk Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, um. I actually had a great shoot and shout, but Joe stole my transition, so I'm completely lost. Um, Why don't you shoot on Joe? No, I'm just kidding. Well, that well, we've been doing that for five years. That's a little stale. Um, shout out to Remy Ricks for the song that you played, John, going into the um, uh, the break or the the shoot and shout segment. I want to make sure we got that out of the way. I guess my biggest shoot and shot, like I'm trying to find something genuine that's like uh, wrestling maybe related, is I don't understand the need for everybody to know everything. Right? You, you can, and my man Brandon, uh, Brandon Lewis, shout out to Julius Cairo. Make sure y'all check him out on Twitch, Julius Cairo on Twitch. He said, I can be a fan of something without knowing everything about right? it. The worst people to sit by at a wrestling show are people that know everything about every match, about every character, about every pay-per-view, about every championship. And if you miss misspeak and like say a wrestler's name wrong or say, oh yeah, this guy won the championship four times, but he actually won it five times, there are people that will never let you live that down. What, what, nuh-uh, dude. Nuh-uh. It's for, he clearly, want, you know, it's like you're sucking the fun out of this for <laughs> me. I can't invest my whole life into learning professional wrestling. Like somebody made me feel bad because I wasn't really that familiar with the NWA until recently. Bro, how you call yourself a wrestling fan and you've been a podcast host for five years and you don't know about this? You you didn't watch that match? You, you didn't catch that movie? You haven't seen that show? <gasps> what? You know, we have I'm like, bro, I got other shit to we do. Got li- we got lives. Like we got lives. Exactly. So stop making people feel bad for not knowing every goddamn what? thing and not knowing every character. Somebody was like, Oh, you never heard of Nick Gage before this thing? I'm like, nah, bro. 
I never heard of Nipsey Hussle before he died. And that may be a you know mute point to the three guys here. I don't know how much hip hop y'all listen to, but I know somebody on there out there will understand my reference. You don't have to be an expert to love something. Right? I'm not an expert in marriage. I love my wife. I'm not an expert in fatherhood, but I love my children. Is that fair? Yeah, yeah absolutely. That's all my shooting shout is tonight, guys. Stop chastising people for not being at the same level as you when it comes to something that you're passionate about. Somebody may be a somewhat casual fan, and that's okay, too. We need casual fans. There's hardcore fans, there's casual fans, and then there's people that watch once a year. It's okay to to be any of them, particularly in professional wrestling. Let's stop making people feel bad for not being as immersed in the sport as we are. If they're just passers-by and they enjoy what they're watching, guess what's going to not help them come back, guys? Some asshole behind them making fun of them because they don't know everything about the sport. Can I get an amen? amen. Some, amen. some of the best wrestling shows um, we, we that we've done are the uh, the couple of the shows that don't have the – hardcore fans they're just the passerby fans you know they're just they're on they're they're there because they're on the street that we're doing the wrestling show at and they wanted to yeah. see what was going on and they know the john cena's and the and the triple h's but they don't know the you know the nikki ash's or the or the rhea ripley's you know they only know they may not have watched wrestling you know and they're the easiest ones to, to please amen there you go ladies and gentlemen well, that's the end of the shoot and shout segment. I can't imagine we have time for a break because I know we got Danny Moe coming up. How are we looking on Danny Moe uh, there, Hardcore Hoss? She is waiting. Awesome. That's great to hear. Now, before we move on to that, I do want to hit the sponsors one more time because let me tell you what, even though your boy won't be there because it is my anniversary, on August 21st, SummerSlam is on a Saturday. I want everybody to remember this name, King Cade at the Oak Park Mall. It is legitimately the dopest spot. Like, forget Hot Topic and all these other places at the mall. Bro, King Cade has got all the vintage systems that you love, the old school arcades, Donkey Kong, Galaga, the list goes on and on. That Saturday night starting at 530. You guys are welcome to come in. 20 bucks, you get a slice of pizza and a soda and a Red Bull for a dollar more. So we're going to hook you up. And it's big old slices. Anybody who went to the last one, you already knew. These are from Costco. These are big old slices. Everybody seemed to really enjoy them. You get two of them, you're set. But let me tell you guys, Kincaid has been such a great supporter and sponsor of us. They open up their doors to about 50 wrestling fans for these events, and we have had the best experience. And the first event we did with them – um, just a couple of months ago was an absolute success. So I got to make sure that I hit them hard. I-70 Sports Media, the maestro should be back next week for all your sports needs from St. Louis to Kansas City and beyond. I-70 Sports Media. Also, eSports Bar KC, Everything Combat, Royal Mills Transportation, Rathbun Engraving that makes these beautiful mugs. That makes your, that makes your, you that, get your own. That, one of that us makes up. your drink taste. And, of course, Painter's Dream Production. That's how we have our website set up over at WrestleTalkPodcast.com. Shout out to Perry Hartman, close personal friend of ours. If you're looking for a website for your business or for your character or whatever it is that you're trying to get done, make sure you look up Painter's Dream Productions and tell them that the Wrestle Talk Podcast sent you. Now, as far as this introduction of Danny Moe, I'm going to go ahead and defer to my boy Nightmare Jones 
because he is familiar with this young lady. Yes. Very talented. And um, making a lot of waves over on the Eastern Panhandle. So, Nightmare Jones, why don't you do the honors and introduce our second featured guest of the year. Absolutely. Uh, I got the opportunity to see this lady wrestle for the first time a couple of weeks ago with me and Hardcore Haas at Girl Fight in West Virginia. It was absolutely amazing. She is definitely doing her thing. She's been a manager. She's a wrestler. Uh, what else is there to say about Danny Moe? Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Danny Moe. What up, guys? It's the real Danny Moe, one half of the Neon Blondes. I'm here listening to the Russell Talk Podcast. What's up? How are you guys? What up, Danny? <laughs> I was so confused there for a second. I was like, wait, I'm not saying anything. <laughs> Am I talking to myself? <laughs> so, got a warner, John. I'll go ahead, ahead and uh, start it off. Um, can you go ahead, Joe? About the, you know, you, you've been a manager, you, you're a, a wrestler. Can you tell us about the first time that you managed Facade in VOW? <laughs> yeah, I messed that up. <laughs> I was so nervous because, like, I never wanted to do any kind of anything being on the front line, like being in the spotlight. And uh, so I had a shot before I went out there. But I started from the merch table and I had to start a five more minute chant and I totally messed that up. I started it way too early. Like, I don't even know if the pin had happened yet, but I messed it up. But thank thankfully the crowd was like super, like they were on my side. So I kind of just like faded away, let whatever needed to happen, happen. And then I started again and then we continued on. So first time I ever entered the ring Totally messed it up, but that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. We all make mistakes. I've made mistakes in the ring as a, a referee. My, my Shocker. So, Shocker. <laughs> so, so recently you wrestled for a girl fight in West Virginia. What was it like wrestling? I was there. Hardcore Hoss was there. And I have a belt back there that's actually signed by you. So that's yeah, cool. and they didn't invite me, so it's fun. Oh, your crew didn't invite you. <laughs> That's just rude. It no, uh, it was fun. It was fun. That was the first time I ever wrestled for them, but I've known Pondo for since I got into the business. Okay. Uh, his facade is really close with him. but So I've known him, but I never wrestled for him or his company. But So that was the first time. But it was it was good. It was great locker room. Um, I don't know. It was a cool... It was a weird spot. It was like grimy, but in like in a good way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like yeah, it exactly. And I, I guess that my last question, before I throw it to somebody else, is: uh, What was it like sharing the locker room with Mickey Knuckles? Honestly, I didn't really get. So <laughs> I was there way earlier. I guess she was coming from another show, so I didn't really get to like see her really in it because when she got there the show started i think she was the first match she was and then uh that was really all i saw of her so i didn't really get to like share the locker room with her uh, <laughs> unfortunately but for what, i got to say hi to her and she was really nice cool cool all right well john what what questions do you have sir well um your first match was actually against facade correct 
Technically speaking, yes. <laughs> so, could you tell us a little bit about that match? Um, so that was at what, PWE, and um, I had left him for the dark side. And this match was, I don't, I don't even remember the exact premise of it, but me and him were going at it. Uh, and then a kendo stick was involved. And then so um, he ended up winning because we got disqualified, me and Eddie Smooth, who I left, left him for, for about a good solid six months. I was oh, on the dark side. Yeah, it was, it was a long time. It was like from Christmas until like midsummer. And then uh, that match, it lasted maybe, I don't know, five minutes with just me and him. I did some shoves. I think I spit on him, which is like totally, why did I do that? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I was a little coward. I, would, I was coward-like because that's what I learned from Eddie Smooth. Sorry, Eddie. But uh I ended up uh, seeing the lights, and once he got put past our match, since I got myself disqualified, having Eddie come out and I brought out a kendo stick, um, I ended up back with him that night. <laughs> nice. So, so Danny, what's got you? What got you into this business? This crazy business. Facade. Facade. <laughs> I didn't know what it was like. I mean, I knew what who John Cena was, and I knew what WWE was, but outside of that, I didn't watch it. I didn't know there was a whole indie scene. I didn't realize there was thousands upon thousands of people chasing that dream. I never understood, like, how you got there. I thought you just like, oh, you're picked. That's your job. And then you got, no, there's like a whole long, <laughs> potentially decades before you even become on that level sometimes. <laughs> so, yeah, facade is how I even un found out what wrestling was. Cool. Uh, yeah, this business is kind of crazy. You know, you, you know, until you're until you're in it, you don't really know anything about it. I ring, I do ring announcing in St. Louis, so it's just crazy. It's crazy. So it's it's a wild ride. I will say that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I want to jump in here real quick, if you don't yeah, mind. Um. So doing my research, you know, trying to be respectful because I know you take your craft very seriously. I saw that you actually had the opportunity to go down to the performance center and do a tryout. Yeah. How, how was that experience? How, how did you feel about it? It still feels surreal, like it didn't even happen. Um, but when I was prepping for it, Facade wasn't even here. I think he was in Japan. He might have been in Japan when I actually had my tryout. So I didn't even have him to, like, help me prep for it. So all I knew to do was, like, lift. I just got my cardio up and lifted. Um, but when I got down there, it it was different. It, I thought it was – I don't know what I thought it was going to be, but they just push you. It's like a whole mental game. And get your if you're if you have a tryout coming up, anybody out there, get your cardio on. I'll tell you that. Learn to smile, cheer, be hot, sweaty, and tired, but have your cardio tip top. <laughs> That's what I think. They run. They run. All of us will start working on that in like 20 years. We'll be ready for our <laughs> Um, The next question. So there's a picture on your IG. I recommend everybody go follow you. That's Danny Mo on uh, Instagram, where you have this like 
picture where you compare and contrast. One of them is you, how you look now, terrific. <laughs> and the other one is of like you with like blood on your face. <laughs> A lot of people asked about the backstory to that. Is that something you can share with us here today? Or? Uh, I'll give you a, I'll give you a brief briefing of it. Um, cool. Long story short, uh, in college I was dropped on concrete from a hug, and uh, so I, I my whole face just ate the cement and uh, broke all this. A hug? A hug? Yeah. It's like a jump up. I'm sorry. Did yeah. I hear that right? <laughs> don't hug boys. That is don't, a devastating hug. hug. That should be someone's finisher. <laughs> it should be my finisher. Just hug me. I'm just gonna just hug me. I'm just gonna fall backwards, and your face is gonna slam on the mat, and then I win. <laughs> no, I would never do that to anybody. Um, but yeah, yeah so <laughs> I, I like rebroke my nose. Like my nose kind of separated from like my face a little. I bit through my tongue. Mm. These bottom teeth are all messed up. These six teeth are fake. Uh, so I have, uh, I have four implants and then six teeth with those four implants. Lots of lots of money involved in this. Unwanted. I never <laughs> wanted to like put money into my face, but that just seems to be where uh, I had to put the money. <laughs> Who, who knew? Who Fair knew enough. Yeah, we love dentists here. My wife's a dentist, and I can tell you, uh, dentists are. Uh, who, she's, yeah, she's in that who, field. Who knew? Who knew? So, well, thank you for sharing. Yeah. I, I didn't expect you to tell me that you got busted up by a hug. <laughs> yeah. Clearly, you're a durable person. That surprises the hell out of me. I wasn't that. John, I'm gonna hug you next time that I see bad. you, bro. That was that was 2000. I'm gonna give you a Danny Mo hug next time I see you, Nightmare Jones. See, my my face got <laughs> messed up and my knuckles. That was the only things that touched the ground. <laughs> Wow. bad <laughs> yeah, you recovered that's what matters i'm here <laughs> next question for me obviously um you got into wrestling you call yourself still relatively new from the research that i said Did, what kind of sports athletic background do you have like outside of wrestling or before wrestling uh i'm weird so i <laughs> was a bowler from the age of six to 18 I started on the Ronald McDonald League. <laughs> I stubbed my bowling yeah. ball. <laughs> and then uh, for a brief little bit, I was a gymnast, uh, maybe like five, six years, which is so brief compared to other uh, gymnasts. And then once I hit high school, I was approached because they found out I was a gymnast, and I pole vaulted all through high school and college. So my main ones were bowling and pole vaulting. Pole vaulting? <laughs> pole vaulting. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like so. Yeah, good. you mean you didn't get a big shoe deal from uh, yeah. pole vaulting, or I wish <laughs> we got like these kids in college with million dollar contracts. I got some now. free pumas. We did get pumas all the time. Nice, and nothing wrong I'll with take that. that. Especially if you're a skater, bro. Pumas go good. They go. They're hard. bright colored too. <laughs> That's so. So it's safe to say that since little, like fitness, health, wellness, all that's been like a part of your life. Yeah, I was like. always active. Um, from I. Just, from bowling was the first like official like sport that I did, and then uh, okay. I always was in track of some sort. Uh, I also ran in track, but I just wasn't good at running, so I stuck to pole vaulting. That's <laughs> <laughs> fair. Yeah, stick to your strengths for yeah. sure. So speaking of strengths, you've been traveling. I also saw that you spent a little a bit of time with my friends down in CCW down in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, Shout out to my Fort yeah. Liggy people, Florida boy in the house. How was it to go down to Florida and be able to apply your trap down there at a couple of matches? You guys had big shows. How, how was that? That was fun. We did uh, Miami and Fort Lauderdale. We did uh, two shows. We had a Friday and a Saturday show. Um, the funny thing is uh, 
we didn't have our gear for the Friday show. Like our bags got like misplaced and came on a different flight. So <laughs> we were we had to go to Dick's to buy like knee braces and knee pads and shoes and like some clothes to look like they were wrestling clothes. But thank God, like we had neon clothes anyway. So like the clothes were fine, but we had to get all the braces and the shoes. So I wrestled in street clothes technically at the Miami show, which it was cool. It was fine. It was outside. It was fun. And then uh, the Saturday show, like we got our gear the night, like at 1 a.m. We like just before they locked the doors, we got our bags. So we had everything for the Saturday show. But nice. yeah, but CCW, they are great. They like nicest group of people ever. Like the locker room, the management, everybody was like super awesome and welcoming. And we're actually going back down on the 7th at Bash at the Brew. So we'll be back down there. Very nice. Yeah, <laughs> it's nice. So you don't mind traveling for your craft, obviously. They get that's your deal. Yeah, now. actually, I'm going to tech. Well, we have uh, OBW on Thursday, and then I fly out to Texas for Mission Pro on Saturday. That's Mission Pro as well. Yeah. Friends of the show as well. Man, <laughs> small world. That's incredible. The, the last kind of question that I wanted to ask you, as far as like matches or whatever is this OVW show against a wrestler that I've been fortunate enough to see work. Um, a couple of months ago, we had a big show here in the state of Kansas, on central Kansas. I'm in the Kansas City. In Kansas? But in central Kansas, we had a big <laughs> Yeah, Lilith Grimm. Oh, yeah. She's super nice. Yeah, so, okay, I was the ring announcer that night, and there was a lot of tough dudes in the house. Nobody intimidated more than Lilith Grimm. <laughs> you shared the ring with her. Kind of a crazy deal she's got going on. How do you feel about working with like characters like that? Because it's it's got to be a little tough, a little weird, but also fun. It definitely makes it more fun, and it brings you out of your box, like because like oh, I'm a wrestler. But then like when with you get more bigger characters coming in, uh, it forces you to let loose a little bit more, and like I guess you could say enjoy it a little bit more too, just because like they have this over the top character that I don't necessarily have just yet. I don't have the over-the-top character. I'm still, like, building on that. But um, it definitely helps helps me personally, like, let a little bit more loose and, like, more with the flow. So she was she was my tag partner, though, and she kind of turned on me. Outside of that. Yes. Uh, outside I, of that. <laughs> I was aware of that. That's what I wanted to ask you. I was like, I wonder if she's going to bring it up. <laughs> outside of that. <laughs> never trust a girl that dresses like that. <laughs> that mask, though. <laughs> no question. No doubt. No doubt. Well, I don't want to be selfish. Mm-hmm. I, we could probably keep going for another half hour, so I got a lot of questions, but I want to pass it over to my boys because I know they got a couple of more. So, Nightmare, why don't you jump yeah, back in here, so, my guy? Uh, when I was doing my research, I see that, that you had a match in uh, January – with a uh, somebody that 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 I've worked with my, myself in uh, Pennsylvania, Adina Steele. In January, uh, I think I think I wrestled her. She was actually my first match back in June after COVID, yes. like when shows started coming back. Yeah, um, she was. Her and Trixie were my first. We had a triple threat. What was it like wrestling Adina? Because she is an, an amazing wrestler. No, it was fun. Uh, that was actually so. We actually were in a four-way, a fatal four-way against each other when I first started, um, and then we ended up being on a tag team together at that same promotion at PPW. Mm-hmm. And then, um, 
And then my first match back was a triple threat with her. So, like, I've seen her grow as a person and a wrestler. And she's, like, every time I see her, she's in better shape. So, I think she's definitely growing as a wrestler, as a person. And she's, like, I think she, like, understands herself a lot better now. So, I love working with her. Hopefully, I get a one-on-one. I've never had a singles match with her. So, anybody out there, want to put that out there. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And, and my last question before I throw it to uh, – Somebody else is, uh, you know, your you, your career you you've been with with Facade. What's it like being in the ring with with Facade? Because I'd heard about Facade and I seen his matches and I finally got to see him wrestle live and it's absolutely he's he's really 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 <laughs> good. Like I really want to get him onto the podcast one time because I know he'd be absolutely amazing. But yeah, yeah, um, I feel very comfortable in the ring with him. Uh, we actually had a match at GCW on the 24 hour show. That was the, that was the only match I had uh, in January. Yeah. So we wrestled at what? Five eighteen in the morning. Wow. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we wrestled. For the, I've never seen anybody do that before. Yeah. We wrestled for the dishes. So you can still see that on fight TV. It was a, uh, it's a, it's a free show. It was um, people donated as they watched so mm-hmm. that they could donate to the wrestlers just because, like, that was, like, the first huge show outside of, like, the pandemic. And, yes. like, because that was, what, January of this year. That wasn't even that long ago. Um, so it's still on Fight TV. It's free. If you, like, fast forward, because it started at 8 p.m., so however many hours it is to get to 5.18 in the morning, that's where you can see <laughs> us wrestle. And you can, you can see <laughs> – You're asking the wrong group of guys. <laughs> You can uh, you can see I was told there'd be no mask. If I can stay up twenty one hours and thirty four minutes morning to to watch New Japan Pro Wrestling, I think that I can watch uh, GCW at five o'clock. Yeah, yeah. It was it was good. It was it was the after hours was our um our time block. So it's definitely nice. worth a watch. Um, I got pushed. He got pushed. Some crazy stuff happens in there. I highly suggest watching it. Um, it's free, y'all. It's free. It's How can you pass that up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you get to see me versus Facade. <laughs> right, exactly. All right, John, JP, Mr. Haas. Um, I see where you've won several titles and stuff. Tell us about the first title that you won. Uh, that is Old School Championship Wrestling, the Ladies' Championship title. Uh, I still retain it. I should actually go grab it, but... Um, yeah, that's down in Charleston, South Carolina. So I still I won that February. Hold on, let me. I have this little notebook. This has all. Oh, she's got a notebook. This has all of my matches, all of them. Let me see. I won it in February. Here we go, right here. Boop. There it is. February twenty first of twenty twenty one was my first title win, and I still retain it. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, what else you got? Chris, so, what do you got for so, the lady? Uh, coming out of the pandemic and everything, how did you spend the pandemic keeping yourself sharp? Because, you know, with the lacks of shows and, and I mean, you have to, to keep yourself sharp. Um, you can only, there's only so much training you can do. So uh, what did you do during the pandemic to, or, uh, to stay, to keep, keep yourself sharp. So during the pandemic, I was actually working at a gym and it's a private, it was a private gym. So we still had access to it, uh, cause we worked there. 
Uh, not everybody else was allowed in there, but we were allowed in there. So we actually didn't have to stop training. <laughs> ah, cheater. <laughs> um, but I was also uh, teaching online boot camps. And when we converted everything to online, we ended up doing the workouts with the members. So I was teaching like two classes a day, like four days a week. So I was working, I was doing two days plus working out and lifting. So like I was definitely leaner because I was doing so much more cardio. Um, but I was, I, I still stayed pretty fit comparatively speaking. Unfortunately, like not everybody had that opportunity, but we did. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, good, good group of questions, guys. <laughs> I'll take back over here if you don't mind. So moving away from wrestling just a little bit, I'm curious. So everybody's got hobbies outside of their job. And for you, it sounds like wrestling is almost like a job now. It's, it's yeah. what you do. You travel for it and all that. What do you like to do to get out and get away from wrestling in general? What what What's fun for you? <laughs> this might sound so lazy, but I like to do nothing. <laughs> We're trapped. Just lay? Yeah, like, I like to just chill. We have kitty cats. We got one right here. Come here, Bella. Come here. Come here. Oh, I love that name. That's my daughter's name. Bella. No, Bella's this, my daughter's is, name, my nine-year-old. I love that this name. This is Bella, B-I-L-L-A. Um, Bella. Oh, Bella. Bella, yeah. Michael brought him home from India. Nice. <laughs> Bella, Bella means boy India? cat. India, yeah. He lived in India for six months. Uh, he was the head trainer at Great Collies Wrestling School. <laughs> told you. We got to on here. I told you this, Renee. He's wild. Bro, I want an Indian cat. Well, he's... He's something else. I'll tell you that. <laughs> he is a whole personality. So, uh, really, outside of wrestling, we like to hang. I like to hang out with him. Uh, go to the movies. Uh, literally, like just like chill because Kick it. with wrestling, it's yeah. like we're driving everywhere, we're flying everywhere, we're around people all the time. So, like when I come home, we're only home three days a week, um, and I, I'm a personal trainer, so I train my girls, and then I work out. And then we're back on the road. So, but before wrestling, before I like, I understood what any of this was. Uh, I rode my dirt bike all the time. <laughs> nice, bro. Dirt bike riding, <laughs> killing wrestler, dirt bike, pole vaulting, bowling. Yeah. What the hell don't you do? It's crazy. <laughs> I dabbled a little right, bit. So, everything. another random question. You are on the road a lot. You travel a lot. You're you got to have a deep playlist. What are some of the top songs on your playlist right now? What are you listening to? Um, so my go-tos are like my old school things that like I listen to it during track season. Uh, so I love the used. Nice. <laughs> Your email heart. Um, Green Day, Take You Back Sunday. We got like the 2000s like rap, hip-hop kind of stuff. Uh, and then I love Miley Cyrus. <laughs> That's my super, super guilty pleasure. I love Miley Cyrus. I can listen nice. to her stuff like all the time. <laughs> Killing. There's a lot of guys on this broadcast that like Miley Cyrus that won't admit it too. Dude, she's amazing. John. <laughs> but but in the car we listen to Cyrus. Uh so we listen to Busted Open, a lot of podcasts on the road. Or currently, um, he chose this. We have the Beach Boys station on uh on quick quick play <laughs> um turbo i'm more so the turbo one um first wave so like that 80s music that's a good one that's like a good like 
you can listen to during the daytime when you're tired at any point they'll keep you awake Julie. so that first wave is like a good solid station yeah i'm big I, i'm a big xm fan i have to admit though i've been listening to mostly nba radio lately because you know basketball or whatever well i guess my last question before we get into the shoot sh- i mean uh the game show challenge oh, no. segment oh, no. is a question that my partner always asks and i'm stealing this one from you joe you went from manager to wrestler. Obviously, you got the bones to be both. A, which do you prefer? And B, what do you want people to get out of seeing you perform? Oh, man. What do you want the fans to walk away with? Um, I want them to walk away with excitement. And uh, I feel like I need to get, figure out how to get my story out there a little bit better to, like, overcome. So, like... You can do if you put your mind to it and you want to do something, just go do it because you can. Uh, that's the biggest thing I want them to get out of it because I never wanted to be a wrestler. I never even thought it was in my cards to be a wrestler. But I love both aspects in a different way. Um, being a wrestler myself is challenging and I have to win at things. So I'm going to keep going and going. But unfortunately, you never f- truly win ever. So. It's going to always be a chase. Um, I think I feel more comfortable as a manager because, I mean, I did that for six years now. So I have the most, like, I've done it the most. So I'm just very natural with it now. And, like, me alongside Facade is, like, my character. And I'm still trying to figure out my character without him. So... I think I might be better currently as a manager, but I definitely think in my 58 matches that I've had so far, I've grown a lot as a wrestler. Well, that's dope. And I'll tell you, as far as getting your story out, I think you're doing the right thing by coming on shows like this. Like I was telling our previous guests, I'm in Kansas City. Uh, John is in West Virginia. Joe is in Virginia or vice versa. (laughs) Uh, and Chris Rodell's in St. Louis, so we cover a big demographic. So as far yeah. as getting your story out, this is the place to do it. So so thank you for joining us. Now, we've had a lot of great conversation. We've had a lot of pleasantry, but we're not, not going to let you get out of here without a little bit of competition. And from what I can tell, you, you said it, you're like, I got to win. I like winning. <laughs> so you, I believe, get to face off against yours truly in a little bit of a game show challenge. Oh, no. Chris Rodell, am I right that about is, that? That is what I was told. It is going to be you two. So are we going to hit that music? Oh, man. Let's do it, I'm baby. Bad trivia. Let's get into I'm bad at trivia. <laughs> You're bad at me, too. I'm All right, all right, let's do it. Let's Don't do it. How we've not gotten copyrighted yet? Don't, Don't worry, Danny. Nine out loses every single time. So I don't know. I, I'm very bad it's at it. It's my gimmick to lose. <laughs> I've become, apparently, I'm one of the only. I, I excel proficiently in Apparently, losing. I'm one of the only really hosts do. that's ever won this this game show challenge. So I, when I won. Well, I, I think the Wrestle Talk podcast is probably about, about 35%. The guests win about 65% of the time, but oh, you man. never know. We got to leave it to chance. And by the way, this is not rigged. We, we didn't talk to Danny before the show and coordinate this. 
This I'm is so a legit nervous. little trivia challenge. You guys know I suck for those who watch the show every week. And Danny is already hedging her bet and saying that she's not any good at trivia. Listen, so. that and <laughs> I, I didn't come from a wrestling background. So, like, everything I'm learning, I'm learning now. <laughs> same here. I came from a taco background. So, we're the same. <laughs> all right. So, if you, so you guys. Uh, Let's do it. All right. Tonight's topic. It, it's for it's best two out of three falls. We're going to ask you three questions about a certain wrestling topic, and the first one to win two is going to win the eve the the competition tonight. In honor of Danny Mo being on the show, we're going to talk women's wrestling. Women for women, famous women of professional wrestling is what oh, we named this. So, <laughs> so all right. Here we go. Freaking Question. Out, I'm acting cool, but I'm nervous too. I ain't gonna Question one. This thir- uh, this go. third generation wrestler is a former Divas champion and a former SmackDown Women's champion. The first female to graduate of the Heart Dungeon. She is currently one half of the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions with Tamina. Name her. Natty. Natty. <laughs> That's correct. Yeah. yeah, Danny's up one to nothing, Renee. Oh, don't 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 let us softballs. Don't let us down. Going softballs. All right. Question two: This 2017 WWE Hall of Famer has held the WWE Women's and Divas Championship. Presently, you can see her at the announce table every week on NXT. Name her Beth Phoenix. Oh, oh damn. We are gonna t- we're going tied into the third fall. This is the third into. Deciding fall. <laughs> All right, here we go. This professional wrestler is a former four-time WWE Women's Champion, a 2014 Hall of Famer. Her rivalry with Trish Stratus. Lita. Is rec- <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a hug, DJ. I need a hug right now. <laughs> oh, get out of here. Everybody's hands go up. Fun, fun fact. I was, uh, when I became a manager, I was a mix between Lita and Miss Elizabeth. So I'm like, that merged. Nice. <laughs> Well, Renee, are you recovered enough from the from the from that embarrassment? Do I get the sad face? Do I do I get to claim that this was rigged? I demand a recount. No, nah, no, nah, I'm good. I'm good. Danny, I you know what? I give you you are killing the game right Thank now. You. You're on a hot streak. Not even the night out can stand in your way. So congratulations on a huge win. What about her? What about um, two bits of business okay. before you go. Okay. Number one, promise us you'll come back on. We would love to have you back on in the near future. Let's try to make that happen if you're cool with I that. I think I could do that. It took a while because I, well, I was supposed to be on before um, Girl Fight. <laughs> okay. And then all that. I don't even know what happened. But it took me a minute to get on here, which I'm glad I got on. But I think I, think I can make that promise. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. Number two, um, obviously, we want to make sure that people have the opportunity to keep up with you beyond this interview. So could you tell us how they could follow you like on social? You got an IG, you got a Twitter. How do people keep up? Yes, with you? I have all of that. I have my YouTube, my Facebook, my Twitter, my Instagram, and my Patreon, all at real. R-E-A-L, Danny, D-A-N-I, Mo, M-O, Real Danny Mo, 
all of that. So boom, there it is. And last question, <laughs> where will you be in action next? Next <coughs> is Thursday. Uh, you can be there live or watch it for free on fight TV at seven o'clock. Uh, OBW. I'm in a fatal four way on Thursday. And then on Saturday, you will see me in Conroe, Texas for Mission Pro, and that's my debut. Awesome. Awesome, (laughs) awesome, awesome. Shout out to our friends over at Mission Pro as well. Also, shout out to my man, Matt Stockdale, who just popped in. Congratulations to you your beautiful wife on your wedding. Congratulations, man. All the best to you guys. Hopefully, you guys have a a great honeymoon. (laughs) (laughs) Ha-ha. Yeah, that's right. All right, well, guys, that brings us to the end of the show. Danny, Moe. Thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Tell Facade we said que pasa. And again, hopefully we'll get a chance to talk to you again very, very soon. Sure. Thanks, guys, for having me. Thanks for coming on, Danny. All right. See you guys. Good night. Peace. That was a super Chris. That was think, a super man? cool. That, that, awesome that was what? a super cool chick there. She's uh she's gonna she's got that attitude. She's gonna be I think she's yep. gonna take off. She's very awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And the fact she's a that bowler. she's willing to travel, right. willing to take matches, you know, for these serious promotions, CCW serious, Mission Pro Serious, OVW. I mean, need I say more? Shout out to our boy Al Snow, who was on the show a couple of months ago. I mean, you know, when you see people like that, they they have this infectious attitude that makes you want to, like, see them, work with them, talk to them. Danny Moe has it. Mighty Micah has it. All three these of are, you guys have it, man. Are, That's why the Wrestle Talk podcast is so these, successful. These were two. We got a couple of minutes left. How, what did you guys think about the show overall? Is there something that we didn't hit that we should have hit? Because I think we've done a pretty I damn good job of covering. Think we hit pretty there. much everything. I mean, we uh, the only other thing I wanted was going to bring up during high spots was how I didn't how I didn't like the stuff on SmackDown at the Rolling Loud Festival. It was a great it was a great picture, but those people could care less. Could have cared less about those two matches that were in there. They were too stoned to care, bro. <laughs> well, I, they I, should have brought RVD out there. And Matt Riddle and had them do a segment, and that crowd would have loved it. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't. I, I'll, I'll, I'll believe you on that one, there, Renee. I don't know anything about the festival. This is the first time I heard it. Yes, yeah, it's, it's the world's biggest hip hop festival. There's two hundred thousand people yeah, they, there. I they mean, just it was absolutely. It, I mean, the pictures were great from the ring where you could see all those people, but they just didn't care. They would. They could. They didn't care. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, shout out to our boy Rough Cut Rick Ruby, who is uh, kicking it right now in Gatlinburg. Sounds like America. Listening to, me. to us on his vacation, like he loves us too much. Like, Your wife must be a nice vacation. lady. Oh, Rough exactly. Cut Rick exactly. <laughs> She's a saint. No, just kidding. Yeah, she is a saint indeed. All right, so let me hit on something that I didn't get a chance to bring up during high spots, and. It's an AW thing as well. Um, Darby Allen. Dude, <laughs> if, if for no other reason, Darby Allen makes AEW worth watching. I'm not saying that all the other programming isn't great. I love Jericho. Hopefully, y'all like the meme we dropped on the Wrestle Talk podcast uh, fan page of uh, Bobby Valentine and Just Incredible impersonating Chris Jericho <laughs> and Nick Cage. Hopefully, y'all thought that was yeah, funny. funny. You did. Make sure you all share right. it. What I really wanted to talk about was this. There's very few moments in wrestling where you have the perfect person for the perfect spot. 
And as much crap as I give you guys about Nikki, uh, Nikki Trash, Nikki A.S.H., I feel completely opposite about Britt Baker. Britt Baker is the best thing going outside of Roman Reigns in professional wrestling today. I will. Her ability to cut a promo and to have an outstanding match with anybody that she's put in the ring with, to me right now, is second to none. If you're not watching AEW, I highly recommend that you make time for Britt Baker. D-M-D. Yes, because there are a few people in wrestling that are hitting their stride the way that she is right now. And if you're missing it and you're saying wrestling's not entertaining to me anymore, I just can't really buy it in anymore. I don't think you're looking hard enough because there's a lot of great wrestling out there. But as far as female, no, forget that. As far as wrestlers in general, I don't know if there's anybody who's killing the game right now like Britt Baker. I love everything that she's doing. I love that she beat Nyla Rose, and she's a great champion. Perfect time, perfect place. Nightmare, what you got? And funny funny fact, she's going to be at Celeb Fest 2 as well. Oh! (laughs) Bro. We gotta have to make that happen. Yeah, I mean, well, JP, well, go uh, ahead. Sorry, Chris. just a quick on um, Brick Baker. She's she tried to be the heel, but she's getting over with her gimmick and that <laughs> the DMD. I mean, it's just kind of one of those. It's she's gonna be. A, she's you hate to say it. It's stone yeah, cold, Stone bro. Cold. Just you know, it's Stone Cold esque. Right. People probably be like, "That's blasphemy." What is Night Owl talking about? He's had way too many beers out of that wrestle talk podcast mug nah bro no i'm telling you she chris rodell just agreed with me that match that match against her that uh um thunder rosa well no i'm I'm going back to before she won the title when she wrestled thunder when she wrestled thunder rosa in that lights out match that made that made her right there because you wouldn't think that someone like her would go like that you know that made that made her taking bumps through tables, bleeding. She did the Becky Lynch bleeding face thing better than Becky yeah. Lynch did the bleeding face thing. And, and I'm gonna be honest and, about and that. I'm not sorry. only that, but she made a T-shirt out of it. Britt freaking Baker, baby. Ooh, I mean, you know you want to. D M M D. I T-shirt too of Britt Baker. It says role model. Indeed. I look for one. They just didn't have a 4X, so (laughs) I might have to lose this weight. (laughs) I'm right there with you. All right, guys. um, Right there with you. (laughs) Yeah, indeed. Episode 356 has been one for the history books. I don't think Rodell and I have been on the show like this together in probably over two years. No. So, Chris, I missed you. Well, I'm going to continue to thank you for dressing for the hey, occasion. I appreciate it. <laughs> I was going to I was going to change the shirt on the break, but we didn't get a break in today. So No, no break, no break. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Man. Find, you know what you did I was going to try to find an even worse I was going to try to bring an even worse shirt than this one. Well, if you want to bring an even worse shirt, just don't wear one at all. <laughs> then you'll really no, have me upset. Don't do that. We don't want to break these, these servers. We don't want to scare Danny Mo off. <laughs> so. I got one last thing for you, man, because we did some reflection a little bit earlier in the show. And I haven't asked you this, Chris. How important do you think our friend Rick Rose was early on to where the Wrestle Talk podcast is today? Oh, Rick. Because I think you probably met him before you met well, me. Yeah, I, th- I don't know if it was you and if it was Rick and Joe were the first ones. 
what early on it was showing. Like, but yeah. I, I believe the first time I was on the podcast was with Luke, um, and you were and you were on the show. So I don't know if you were filling in that week for them or. But uh, I met Rick. Rick was in. Rick came to St. Louis to one of our shows when when uh, Joe came out, I believe, and uh, Dewan came out. So uh, I, I met him, and you know, I've it's been what two years? Two. Joe, how long's it been since he's about a year, uh, right, Joe? Jan, J- J- July, um, July fourth uh, was one year. Yeah, I mean, and then the, then they did the. I sent Joe and you the the link to Jake Tapper when they did his uh when they were doing their COVID deaths. He he highlighted yeah. Rick Rose on there. Um. Because he, he likes to hi- highlight the, the the veterans, and for what he apparently did with the veterans and suicide, you know, being there, I just yeah. It, without him, there is no Russell Talk podcast. There's no start of the Russell Talk podcast. Now, now we're on. Now you're on a high. You've got six hosts and me. So uh, um, we didn't talk about Bro, Dick Douglas either. About his, We didn't even talk oh about Dick gosh, Douglas this week. Not- no, we didn't. Well, be- I want to make a brief statement about that. I have not been prouder of a friend, probably more in my life than what how I feel about CJ, uh, aka Richard Douglas, um, upcoming or soon to be graduate of the Rhodes Wrestling Academy. He chased his dream. He left his comfort zone in his town. Went to a whole nother state on his own. My man Dean Alexander did the same thing with AEW. We'll have him on very soon. By the way, he's making an appearance at uh, Journey Pro this upcoming Friday in Kansas City. Uh, He's now working AEW dark regularly. But we love you, CJ. I mean, do we all feel the same way? Absolutely. I, Absolutely. I watched. I watched. Uh, I watched um, up until his match, and he. It was just his character that. I mean, that cocky politician type character. I mean, he wrestles in a blazer. <laughs> He's out of his mind. And then, and then did you see the follow up? He got apparently got attacked by a Baden on at, at the same show at the next segment over. Uh, I can't remember if I saw it on his page or if I was on the Rhodes Wrestling Academy, but a Baden came out and, and took him out. Yes, please go check out the Rhodes Wrestling Academy and our boy. Uh, Dick Douglas. Uh, Actually, all the Dick matches that all the matches that were you? on there were really good. So I mean, is it we need Dick? Is that the hashtag? Uh, we need Dick twenty twenty one. More Dick twenty twenty one. More Dick. He's a Dick. Well, I think that's the one that fits the. <laughs> but we, but you're right. We couldn't be prouder of him. We could, I, me and Luke talk about it all the time. He you know he's a part of the Dynamo Pro Media team too. So he's just you know can't wait for him to come and back. And Team Wrestle Talk, baby. All the way across the board. All right, gentlemen. Well, I think we've done a pretty good job tonight. It's been a lot of fun. Um, I, I know I appreciate you guys. I know we appreciate all of our amazing sponsors. Uh, if you're still hanging on there and watching us uh, out there in the uh, internet verse, please hit that share button. Um, if you really want to show us some support, Go out and grab yourself a Wrestle Talk podcast mug. We can absolutely help you grab one that of those. Empty. That it's was empty. That was $20 with your name on it. That was empty just shipping. a few minutes ago. No, it's never empty, bro. Your eyes were deceiving <laughs> you. 
Renee has one of the, these uh, cups that, that magically refills itself. Every time. Every single time. When his wife gets mad because he's always, and then, you know. Yo, true story. I'm not going to snitch the person, but somebody was like, hey, bro, I watched the whole show, great show. And I was like, I appreciate it. Like, I'm, I'm confused about one thing. And I said, what? He was like, is that real beer? <laughs> and I go, yeah, bro. I say, yeah, that's real beer. He goes, dog, I don't know if you knew this, but you drank eight beers in two hours and still killed the show. He's like, I don't know nobody who can drink that much that quick and still do a killer show. And the, the love I have for this show is sobering. No matter what, I'm always going to be game to do this show, no matter if it's Hoss, Big Sexy, Nightmare Jones, the Maestro, Dick Douglas, the Night Owl. It doesn't matter what combination of this group that you get. We're always going to bring energy. We're always going to be passion. We're always going to bring fire for this sport that we love so much, ladies and gentlemen, professional wrestling. One last final shout-out to the FWWC, the world's premier fantasy wrestling promotion. <coughs> you know the vibe. WrestleTalkPodcast.com forward slash fantasy wrestling. And uh, I think that's it for me, that's gentlemen. It. That's it. Awesome. Let's go. Let's let's. Appreciate all y'all. right, we'll see you next week. That's all. Or let's go, baby. Let's sign off with some music and let's close this thing, baby. JP, take care of us, bro. We out 357 next week, right here at WrestleTalkPodcast.com. You know how we get down. Insanity, baby, let's go. No breakfast. If you ain't a hustler, you might not get this. Eyes wide open, even though we sleeping. Had to get up to your face, you know, creeping.